live on Jupiter's third largest moon Callisto. Suckers don't last a minute, soft and smooth he ain't with it, your host Icy Robots. Greetings Earth people, I am from Jupiter, it's me again Icy Robots, I'm not a hero, I just sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak, and this week, this week we're gonna have some fun, we're gonna take a look at a movie I saw called The Fifth Wave, we are gonna uh, take a look at one of my most favorite of all the times, goofball DC heroes, the Viking Commando, and hey, check it out, everybody. Iceberg's back. I guess Robot Ramadan finally ended. What's up, homie? Not much, dude. It's just like I have post-vacation depression or something. That's pretty normal, dude. I think we all suffer from that. But, I mean, what's going on, man? I haven't seen you in a while. Not much. Not much. Uh, you give me so much to work with, Iceberg. <laughs> You're a real treat as far as uh, this kind of, you know, setting a scene situation goes. Hey, Block. You don't sound so good right now. Ugh, I still kind of got a cold. Uh, You know, I don't don't want to complain or anything, but I had to do everything up here by myself. You know, I had to do the vents, I had to do the ducks, I had to just... Everybody was gone, I had to do the show, and it would have been cool if somebody was here to help. It's hard to heal, uh, it's hard to rest up when you just have so much to do. Quit whining, money trip. I'm not whining, dude, I'm just saying, you guys all took off, you all took off, and you all left me here, and no one even, no one even let me know, it was just, and then I got sick, it just, it wasn't very fun, I wasn't having a good time, that's all I'm saying. Ain't no one tune in to hear about you all simping out. I'm not simping, dude, I'm not simping out, I'm just, I'm saying, I'm just saying. I think you are, and I am sure that all of the listeners think you are simping too. So what, you, you, you're like the champion of the listeners now? You know what they want, you know what they feel, you know what they need? Dude, you don't even like them, you don't even like the listeners. When we're off the air, he tells me all the time that he has no respect for you guys. He he calls you marks. It's not cool at all. Whatever troop. Whatever troop? That's what you have to say, whatever troop? Iceberg, you put in no effort. You, you don't even try. I'm just saying that I don't always feel 100, but I keep that to myself. You don't feel anything. You are a robot. You have no feelings. You cannot. You have no nerve endings. You don't get sick. You are... Why am I even having this conversation with you? It feels more like you are having a conversation with yourself, for I am not even listening. I turned the volume on you down 49 seconds ago. You did what? What do you mean you turned the volume down on me? I cannot hear you. You are muted. You muted me? What is? What do you mean you muted me? Yes, you. I put you on mute. If I'm on mute, how come you keep answering me every time I say something? Because I can also read lips and you are flapping your gums like crazy. Iceberg, I'm just, I'm trying to tell you that I didn't feel well, that's all. And you asked. I would not say that I asked. It is more like you started telling me. You asked! You asked me! You asked me why I wasn't feeling good, or why I didn't sound good, or something! You are getting mad, hostile dog, take a chill pill. Take a chill pill? You disappear for a week and you tell me to take a chill pill? For real, my man, what's bothering you? Let it out. You're right, Iceberg. I'm, you know, I, 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 I wanted to come. It would have been nice if you guys would have invited me, you know? 
I'd like to be part of the group. You can't come, dude. It's robots only. Robot Ramadan is our biggest holiday. I know, Iceberg. It's just sometimes I feel like we're family. I, I invited you over for Christmas and everything this year. It's not the same. Not at all. Why? Why isn't it the same? Just tell me why not. Why not? Yeah, just tell me why not. Because, man, because you don't know how to party, man. Is that what you want me to say? Yes, I am sorry, but it's true. You always complain and you always go to bed by 11 and talk about how you need your 8 hours. What does that even mean? What are you talking about, Iceberg? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a human being. We all need our 8 hours sleep or, or we get grouchy. See, fool. That's what I am talking about. Who needs that? You get grouchy if you don't rest. I am robot. I never rest. I can party for all eternity and I never get the spins or get grouchy. What are you talking about? You sound like a crazy person right now. Dude, just accept that you are inferior. Whatever, man. This, we, went, we went all the way through the part where I do, you know, like a personal story and we, we have to go right. We're running out of time. We got to go right into at the movies. Just play a song or something. Whatever, dude. This goes out to all the dudes out there you party non-stop and never have to clean out the vents like the duster. The return of the boom bat means just that. It means the return of the real hard beats and toy chat. Another silly sucker want his champion belt But like a microwave these days he make a melt He never crossed over, never went pop You know ISR will give you real toy talk In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel or even that dude Roper But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Love you guys Love you too, Love you too That was the last normal day of my life Did you guys see that? We called them the others. This is a full-on attack. We have no idea what they're capable of. I want to be ready. Good. We're the only ones left. What do we do now? The only way to survive is to find out who they are. We have to stop them. I'm sorry that you guys had to hear that. I just I feel like it's been brewing for a while. Um... I've sent Iceberg off to another part of the ship. We might hear from him later. I don't think so. He 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 was kind of in a snit. He he does that, you know. He'll just uh, he'll just straight up turn himself off and go stand in a corner. I guess he goes and stands in the corner, and then he turns himself off. It's his way of it's his way of pouting. Anyway, we went to see the fifth wave this week. Um, I didn't know what to expect. The stars Chloe Moretz. I like Chloe Moretz. You might know her as a uh, hit girl from Kick Ass and Man. She really tore it up in that role. And let me tell you a story really quick about that. One time I, I had left uh, HBO on and I, you know, I went and did something. I don't remember what I was watching, but I was watching something else. And then uh, Kick-Ass started and it was playing through and I wasn't really paying attention to it. I, was, I wasn't even in the room. I was doing something else. But um, I turn around and it's right at the scene where Hit Girl is jumping into the room full of drug dealers or whatever. You know, her big... Uh, her big massacre scene, and it was on, and I wasn't paying attention, but then once it was over, I turned around, and there's 2.0, a very young 2.0, maybe like 7 or 8, she was standing there, her eyes were as big as saucers, and she's watching this scene, and uh, she looked at me, and she goes, I didn't know that kids could do that, and I said, sweetie, kids can do whatever they set their minds to, 
And, uh, yeah, so I did not know what to expect going in. The fifth wave, I thought that this was what it was. The fifth wave is an alien invasion sort of deal. It starts off with a family and blah, 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 and one day a ship appears in the sky, and there's no communication from the aliens, and then one by one they start attacking in waves. The first wave was, um... I believe it was, they used nature against us. They did a tidal wave. And then they used some kind of avian flu. And so on and so on and so on. Until the civilization is uh, whittled down to just a few people. Some young adults and people like that. Uh, and it's the story of survival. Uh, Chloe Moretz and a bunch of other kids get roped into being like child soldiers or whatever. But... I will tell you this, it turned out to be a lot better than I thought it would be. I didn't know what to expect. I thought that it would be right in our wheelhouse. You know, the whole family was going, it was me, 2.0, and the old lady. So it has to have something for each of us. Now, her and I, the old lady, we both like sci-fi, so it covered that. Now, we wanted to also have some kind of a teen protagonist so that 2.0 will be interested. And it did. And also, if there's a bit of romance, too, that's good. Because 2.0 likes the sci-fi. She doesn't mind the adventure. But she is a girl, and she wants the romance. And there are some romantic elements in the movie. So, this one really hit all across the board. I'm not going to say it's a great movie. It's not a great movie. Not at all. But it was fun enough to spend a uh, Sunday afternoon, you know, in the theater. I would say that if you enjoy movies like The Maze Runner, things like that teen adventure sci-fi movies, and you will definitely enjoy this movie. It might be something that you want to wait until it comes out on DVD or it's on HBO. There's no rush to go see it. But if you're, you know, you want a few hours of nice, quiet family time where you're all sitting in a row, not really interacting, but are still near to each other, this might be something you want. I would give it, um... Three mics, maybe three and a half mics on the source meter, which means if you enjoyed this kind of thing, there are going to be elements that you will enjoy, and it's probably worth your while. So, I don't know, man. If you got the time, you got the inclination, go check it out. ISR approved. Up next, what's sure to be an awesome segment. Who's who in the DC Comics universe? You're welcome in advance. All right, all right, all right, we are back. We are back for the next segment of the show known as Who's Who in the DC Universe, where this week we are going to take a look at one of my favorite goofball characters of all the times, a dude known as the Viking Commando. Now, what we do is we take um, the 1987-88 series by DC Comics known as Who's Who in the DC Universe and examine the entry for each particular character. This month, it is uh, March 1987, it covers from The Unknown Soldier, one of my favorites, all the way to a Witch Boy. And somewhere in the middle, uh, about um, page 12, just below the middle, you will learn about the Viking Commando. Okay, let's um, do, 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 do. let's skip ahead to check out the Viking Commando. Let's start by reading a bit of his entry. I have it right here. Uh, the Viking Commando's alter ego is Valoric. His occupation is that of a warrior. His marital status is single. He has no known relatives, and the only group he is affiliated with is the United States Army. He first appeared in All Out War number one. That sounds like a cool comic, All Out War. He is six foot five, two forty. Dude's pretty big. He has a uh, blue hair, blue eyes rather, and blonde hair. Let's um, let's read a bit of his background. Valoric is 
is said to have been a 12th century Viking who fought the Huns. However, there is no evidence that Valoric actually was a Viking. So dude could have been nuts. Dude could have been a goofball. Let's get that out of the way. Valoric is one of the tribal ancestors of the Scandinavians of today. Late in the 5th century, a group of Huns, one of the scattered remains after their crushing defeat by Attila, they raided Valoric's tribe and they carried off his king and his daughter. Valoric led an expedition to rescue them, um, he got them, he captured the king and the princess back, but they were met outside by a superior force of Huns, they fought to their last, and each died fighting the Huns. Okay, so Valeric died, he died back in the past, supposedly. But what happens next is where things get interesting, so all of the Vikings are dead, destroyed by the Huns on the field of battle, so, uh, the Valkyries swoop down to take them off to their eternal, uh, eternal reward in Valhalla, but she discovers, a bit too late, that Valoric is not dead. The time it took them, now this is interesting too, the time it took them to get up to Valhalla and back down to Earth where she was ordered to return Valoric, he was not yet dead, it was now 1944 and just after the Normandy invasion. So, uh, Valoric leaps out of a time porthole and he discovers what's going on. I am in the middle of a World War II battle. Not knowing anything, he takes a look at the Germans and he's like, that guy's a hun. I hate that dude. So he jumps into combat with the American troopers against the Nazi. Now, you really gotta wonder what that must have been like. Imagine you're, you know, you're just like, you're some dude from Ohio or whatever, and you've been drafted into World War II, you're fighting, you're defending yourself, you're doing the best you can, then all of a sudden, there's a Viking. There is a real honest-to-God Viking, horned helmet, giant battle axe, leaping around, decapitating Nazis, chopping through Nazi armor, doing all sorts of stuff in your defense. I mean, as if just being in the war, being in Europe wasn't weird enough. Now there is what you might have thought of was like a mythical dude is right there in your midst fighting on your side. But beggars can't be choosers. It's a battle. If somebody's going to help you, you are more than happy to help. But um, the Valkyrie who brought him down sees him and she's like, this can't be happening. This is altering time or whatever. So she tries to scoop him up again. Now imagine this. You are the soldier. And not only did you see a Viking, you have now saw a Valkyrie on a winged Pegasus. She's going down there, scooping up Valoric, trying to take him back to Valhalla. But Odin interferes and he's like, dude is not dead. You cannot bring him into Valhalla. You have no choice but to leave him here. So what happens? The U.S. troops accept him. They accept him as one of their own, take him somewhere, train him in the ways of being a modern soldier, and he becomes a one-man fighting force known as the Viking Commando. That must have been so dope. Imagine what that would do for your morale. You got a real honest-to-gosh Nazi-smashing Viking on your side. It's cool, too. You got to see what this guy looks like. He looks like Thor, like uh, Chris Hemsworth, but he's wearing uh, fatigues, World War II fatigues, green pants, but he has like a, um, like a brown furry vest, like a Viking vest, Viking helmet. In one hand, he has an axe. In the other hand, he has a Thompson machine gun. This guy is so great. Now, let's take a look at some of his, uh, powers or his weapons. Let's see what we got here in the who's who. While having no true superpowers, Valoric was unusually strong and muscular, as well as swift and agile, although preferring Iron Fang. That's his axe. Iron Fang, now, it was like a superpowered axe. Somehow... He could, like, slice right through a Nazi tank with this thing. It was just high-tempered, super dope steel. I don't know, maybe there was some kind of mystical, uh, happenings when he went through the hole. Who knows? At any rate, this guy could, uh, he could chop right through a panzer. He could chop right through anything. Dude was dope.
It also says right here that dude was trained in all sorts of modern weapons. Dude could use a Tommy gun. Dude could use a 50 cal machine gun. Dude could uh, throw hand grenades with the best of them. And he was also a master of martial arts. Looks like the Viking Commando is just he's 10 out of 10, man. Dude is a win. Uh, let's take a quick pause right now. Check out uh, a commercial here. Got a video store commercial out of the archive. Let me find it. Uh, hold on one sec. I got it around here somewhere. I got it on cassette. Um, let me slide it into the VCR. Be back in a sec. Everybody comes to Hagen for the best selection of movies anywhere. Do you have all of the stones mentioned? How about Mission Impossible? Hagen's has over 24,000 movies to choose from, including all the latest new releases, your all-time favorites, and the largest collection of classic movies in the state. Plus, a membership at Hagen's allows you to call ahead and reserve movies. That's why everyone comes to Hagen's. Do you have the movie Kingpin? I really like that movie. Dude is right about that. Everybody likes Kingpin. If you don't like Kingpin, stop listening right now. Um... You're not the kind of guy we want around here. Kingpin is fantastic. Anyway, I went on eBay to do a bit of a search, see what kind of Viking uh, Commando merch I can find, and I got to say there's none. One thing I did discover is you can get All Out War Number 1, which was published in 1979, the Viking Commando's first appearance, for like 10 bucks. I am going to buy that. The second this is over, I... I collect comics. I read uh, comics every week. I get them over at Comics for the Win with my man Chris. I get them every week. But I also collect older comics. My thing is first appearances. I think everybody's saying is first appearances. But um, the Viking Commando is one that I would like to add to my collection. And at 10 bucks, I'm getting it. I'm all over it. Uh, what have I gotten recently? For Christmas, I got the first appearance of uh, Cloak and Dagger from Marvel. Uh, the old lady got me that. I really like it. I got uh, the first appearance of the Red Tornado. I'm really excited about that. I got the first appearance of Lady Thor. That's a newer comic, but I see some kind of an upside in that. I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. Also, I remember reading somewhere back in the day that... Thor, now this might have been in Marvel, this might have been in DC, I am not sure. It was during the War Comics era, but I believe Thor was fighting for the Nazis. I don't think it's the same Thor as portrayed by uh, Mr. Hemsworth in The Avengers. I think this was a different guy, but I think that Thor was on the Nazi side. So it is interesting that the Viking Commando signed up with the Allies. I mean, I'm happy that he did. I am all for it. I'm glad he did. I'd hate to have to fight this guy, but it shows that, I don't know... Maybe his judgment wasn't as top-notch as he was. Also, it says at the beginning that it was, you know, questionable uh, whether he was actually the Viking Commando or whether not he was just some, you know, modern-day rube with a brain injury. But they say right there that he was carried down on the wings of a Valkyrie. So I got to say, I'm pretty sure that dude was a Viking. Um, So as it says here in the thing... The Viking Commando was used a lot for publicity during World War II, so he didn't only fight, he was also a spokesperson. He's probably in, like, uh, newsreels telling people to go and buy war bonds or whatever. I mean, that's a good idea. Uh, war bonds are what keeps keeps the things rolling, so, you know, the Viking Commando was more than willing to do his part. I wonder what it was like getting a Viking to come down to your movie set and do some acting. That must have been hard to get him to do that kind of VO work. Also, 
I believe that communication might have been an issue from the start. Vikings don't speak English, you know? I don't know what they do speak. Probably some weird, uh, Norwegian language or whatever. And you'd have to get some kind of a linguist down. I don't know, man. The whole thing seems like it would have been tricky. Um, obviously he's fighting the Nazis, so you know he's on your side. But once the battle's over... How do you communicate with this guy to let him know what's going on, that you, that you, uh, that you're cool, that you want him to join you? How do you go through your training? What kind of linguistic issues were going on? This is all, this is all very interesting. Now, at the end of the Who's Who entry I'm looking at, they say that it is unknown whether or not the Viking Commando survived the war. Now, that leads me to believe that he did not survive the war, because if he did, I would think that he would have been doing something. Now, maybe he joined... He joined some kind of, like, covert ops team, like, uh, the OSS or whatever after the war, and he kind of maintained his profile low that way, but I don't know. He, as a dude who is already a spokesman, I would think that they would want to keep him as a spokesman after the war. You know, he's like a photogenic Viking sort, but, you know, you never know. You never know. Maybe dude just, once the war was over, he just retired and he went on with his life. Maybe he found somebody... Maybe he found a woman to uh, set up house with during the war, and he stayed in Europe. I do not know. I would like to think that things turned out good for the Viking commando. You know, he helped us to overcome uh, Hitler and the Nazi scourge. So I'd like to think that things turned out good for him, that he died peacefully. Wait, I don't think Vikings like to die peacefully. I think they like to die in combat, so I take that back. I wish that the Viking commando died, a brave warrior fighting Nazis, and that the Valkyries took him off on their winged steeds to Valhalla, where he fought all eternity in Ragnarok, or whatever. Whatever it is Vikings want, I wish that for him. So, uh, with all that said, let's move into, um, wait, we're gonna do a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with a quick dig update. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. He won't be sorry for long. That's important. That's one way that you can help out the show. Check out our stuff over at virtualdirtmall.com. That's our eBay store. We got all kinds of goodies, things we find at the dig, whatever. All kinds of cool stuff at pretty reasonable prices. And all the money goes to support the Toys R Us report. But, um... I got a quick dig update, a quick update from last week's episode. The second cannibal has been spotted. We were at the flea market, and there he was. He was with the other cannibal. So I'm like, bro, where's your bro been? I went up to the one that I talked to, and I'm like, bro, where's your bro been? And he said, oh, man, that guy, he's uh, he's off doing his own thing. You know, he's out there just uh, scouting the areas, doing all whatever. I have no idea what that means, scouting areas and doing all whatever, but that's what they said, so... At any rate, he was not eaten. He is in effect. He is still with us on Earth. So, I'm happy to get that out there. Happy to let you guys know. Some people were worried that he had been consumed, that he had been eaten by the other cannibal, but that was not the case. So, uh, this is a quick, uh, news update from the dig. We were over there the other day, right? We go in, and there's police everywhere. There was, like, cops, like, just everywhere. And I'm, like, going up to one of the dudes I know, and I said, what's going on? He said, well... They brought the stuff out. They brought the new carts out. And when Guy lifted up the blanket, there was a giant bag of weed on the top. And I said, what do you mean by giant? I'm thinking, like, what, what is, what's a giant bag? And he said, dude, there was, like, a giant bag. It must have been, like, a pound. And it was sitting right on the top. And I'm like, how does that even happen? And he said, one of the dudes, like, the dudes were scrambling to get it. But somebody got a hold of it, and he turned it in. And the people at the store were like, 
we better call the police. Now, I don't know if that's what I would have done. I don't think if I found it, I would have turned it in. I probably would have just, I don't want to get involved in this kind of stuff. I would have given it to somebody who did want it. But he turned it in and uh, the police came. And it turns out it's going to be a big to-do because nobody knows where it came from. It was right on the top, according to what I heard. So the people in the back must have seen it or at the very worst, put it there. Now, if they put it there, what are they thinking? What, like, you find a bag of uh, contraband like that and you put it out to be distributed into the store. Now, I've seen the people that work back there. I think that if they found such a thing, they would have kept it for themselves. Uh, Even if you don't do that sort of stuff, everybody knows that that kind of stuff, you know, it sells for value. And these are, you know, they're not the cream of the crop people back there. There are uh, all sorts of people who might have connections in that kind of area. But anyway, it closed down the dig for the day. It was very strange. Very strange situation. What do you make of that? I honestly have no idea. It was one of the weirder things I've come across. I just wanted to get that out there while it was still still hot off the presses. Anyway, the dig's always weird. The dig's always wacky. But the dig's always fun, man. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Anything can be in the works over at the dig. So, uh... Let's get ready. Let's move ahead into the final segment of the show known as the Toys R Us Report. Do you ever think about when you're out here? Blue snuggle teeth and yap face out of here. Migos and G.I. Joe out of here. No doubt ISR is old school, but he ain't going out. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us Report. So we are back. We are back for the final part of the show known as the Toys R Us Report. What's new over at the Toys R Us? Well, I was over there the other day and I saw I saw a three set of uh, Batman v Superman figures. They were like the Marvel Titans. They're bigger, maybe a foot tall. You got a Batman... Superman and Wonder Woman. It's pretty cool. The Wonder Woman does look like Gal Dukat. Superman looks like Henry Clavel, and the other one looks like Batman. Seems like a nice set. Would be a good gift for a kid. I never got into the larger action figures, but I do think... I do think they're fun. I don't know. I might actually get this. You get the whole thing knocked off one at a time, and they might look good up on the shelf. Kind of... What's cool about having a taller action figure is when you have your shelves, you can have all your, you know, your three and three quarter inch, your six inch, and then... You can put these in the back so you see uh, all three of these dudes looming large in the rear like uh, Mount Rushmore or whatever. What I'm saying is I see the advantage of having figures of all scale. Um, I was also checking out some of the other Batman stuff and they have a voice changing helmet like the one that uh, Affleck is wearing when he's battling Superman in the movie. I wonder what you sound like. I'm going to imagine you sound like this. Oh, that hurts my throat. Ah, you sound like this. Ugh, sorry, that really hurts my throat. Uh, maybe I do need to get that helmet. I also saw a dart gun. That was pretty cool. And they have a Batmobile. So the toys are really rolling out hard. If you want, hop on over to icrobots.com and you can see pictures of all these things. I take pictures when I go to the Toys R Us. I'm a total dork. Total loser. You can also see pictures of, uh... The Viking Commando, just everything. You really want to, these are like the show notes. You want to go to icrobots.com and check out the notes for every episode. You can see what I'm talking about. I take a lot of pictures over the course of the week. Still no luck on the Ray front. I still haven't found Ray from Star Wars, the Star Wars black one that I have been looking for like crazy. I've been going Kmart, Walmart, Target, Toys R Us, Walgreens. I even tried Kohl's. I tried everywhere and I have not found one, but uh... 
Over the course of the week, I got two messages from two dedicated bros. One of them was from a new bro named Sean. He told me that they had them on Amazon right now for sale and that I could go scoop one up at a great price. I appreciate that. That's really cool, man. Really nice that you were thinking of us up here on the IC Robots Jupiter Station. Very cool. Also, I got a message from a good pal of the show, Engineer Nerd, and he was in Walmart, and he had one. He had one in his hand, and he's like, bro, I can send this to you, but I said no. It's, uh, for me, it's the hunt. I have to find one on my own, but I do. I do appreciate it. It's nice to have anybody thinking of you in a positive way. So, Sean, John, Engineer Nerd... John's engineer nerd. That's the same guy. Uh, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you guys. You know, it's really just really nice to be thought of. I got a couple of tidbits before I head back into the air ducts. That's my job here on the station, keeping the ducts clean, you know, uh, keeping the vents free of particles and space dust, you know, need breathable air. I might be the only person here sometimes, but I do, I do need breathable air. But, um, I'm poking around on Facebook on one of my favorite reaction figure groups, and I saw somebody posted some pictures of Golden Girl reaction figures, you know, the 80s sitcom, and I'm like... Man, my life will now be complete. I have always wanted a Rue McClanahan action figure, and it will now be true. But people jump in, and they're like, it's a fake story. It's not real. But then somebody says, no, they are real. They were purchased by a specific retailer that wanted to have an exclusive Golden Girl reaction set. So, I don't know what that is. I don't know who the retailer is, rather. But I will find out. This means, in the future... We are going to have Golden Girl reactions. What? What a wonderful time to be alive. You can have Estelle Getty. You can have Rue McClanahan. You can have the other ones. Maybe they will make a Florida home playset. Who knows? The second tidbit is something, I don't know, something to kind of bum me out. I'm, uh, I'm on Facebook again and I see the headline. It says, what daredevil actress is going to play Batgirl in a Batman movie? And I'm like, this is like a dream come true. It must be Deborah Ann Wall, who was uh, Karen Page in The Thing in Daredevil. You might also know her as Jessica Hamby from True Blood, the, uh, the beautiful redheaded one. And I'm like, she has the beautiful red hair. She is perfect. I have thought in my dream casting many times that if I were to make a Batgirl movie... I would cast Deborah Ann Wall, and I'm like, this must be it. But I'm thinking, why haven't I heard about this Batgirl movie up until now? This seems seems too good, too good to be true. So I I pop through the link, and I'm like, oh, hmm. Uh, that's the sound of me reading it. I'm like, hmm, um, not what I thought. So it turns out the news story is that Rosario Dawson is going to be voicing Batgirl in the Batman Lego movie. Now, I'm happy to see some movement on the Batman Lego movie, and, uh, I got nothing against Rosario Dawson. Nothing at all. She's awesome. But, in my head, I saw a live-action Batman movie with, uh, Jessica Hamby in the Batgirl suit, and I'm like, this is gonna be awesome, but it is gonna be awesome, just not the same awesome that I thought. So, uh, I don't know, man. I think that's about it for the week. I think that's, uh, I think we've covered just about everything I want to cover. So, I don't know. I hope everybody's doing good. I hope you're all doing great. Want to send a shout out to everybody in the world that likes me. Uh, make sure to head on over to supportthereport.com. You can help us out that way. That's our Patreon page, supportthereport.com. Um, I guess that's about it. This is me. Icy Robots signing off for my boy Iceberg13. This is Toys R Us Report, episode number 66. If you don't know, now you know.
recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.